live on social media. Hello, everyone. Welcome for another episode of the Puppet Podcast. I'm Caroline. I'm doing this podcast with all my passion and enthusiastic mood. And I want to bring more attention towards puppetry arts and a puppetry artist. And I'm so happy to, to be with you tonight because we have the wonderful Rob Dark, who will start the show in a few seconds. But I want to also uh, say some word before the interview. I want to invite you to see our Patreon community. We have uh, this wonderful Patreon that we do uh, to bring more tools to puppeteers. And we also, I must have something to bring in the screen, uh, a book. We launched a book a few days ago, and this is amazing. It's the adventure of the Puppet Podcast. But look at the Patreon and uh, yeah, support the, the podcast. This is uh, how we manage to, to make that go right and keep doing that. So have a look on this. And yes, gather everyone for this wonderful interview. I see you have people in the room who join us live and uh, feel free to chat with us. It's the magic of live social media podcast so you can ask questions bring comments art thumbs up whatever and uh, yes we will be with you so ladies and gentlemen let's start right away and bring in the screen the wonderful rob hey hello, hello. <laughs> i had to start with something silly hello <laughs> yeah it's, it's bring the mood it's, it's, it's uh, yes i'm uh, yeah, it's the opposite of the opposite of grouchiness right now. We're 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 just starting right off with pep and joy, and uh, I, I think uh, uh, some uh, so, so a couple of the other reindeers, pep and joy, and it was I'm not sure which, but anyway. Um, yeah, thank you, Rob, to be part. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you on I'm the a show. Big fan. I'm a big fan of the the podcast. First time uh, uh, participant, long time watcher. But that's great, and I'm happy to have you because you you are a really talented puppeteer. You have many stuff behind you. I know you will uh, talk about all of this, but I want you first to present yourself to the community who are watching right now. Hello, community. I am Rob Diark. I'm a puppeteer for 40 years, which means I'm getting better. Uh, I'm I'm improving. Yes. I, uh, I was a solo puppeteer. I had a puppet theater in Riverside, California for 10 years, the Kid Stuff Puppet Theater. I built over 30 shows for that. I started out at medieval times and Renaissance fairs and so on and so forth. Uh, I have worlds of anecdotes about uh, all of the wonders of show business. And I was uh, a child. My father was one of the singing group, the Four Lads, who are known for the song... Um, Istanbul, not Constantinople. Now it's Istanbul, not Constantinople, which is a fun little tune to sing. And um, that, so that was their big hit. They had wow. six gold records. My dad was in it for about 25, almost 30 years. And uh, we got to travel a lot. We went to Japan and we went to quite a few places. And I got to meet a lot of celebrities and I talked to them like, you know, they're just regular people. And so I have a lot of time uh, in my past learning about how what makes uh, a performer good because they speak informally when they're off stage, you know, so, um, but uh, that's it. I've been, I've made a lifetime study and right now I'm in my <laughs> golden years. Yeah. And uh, I'm uh, trying to uh, 
draw to me some uh, possible apprentices, people to mentor, because there's a lot of stuff in here that that filtered in from all of the wonderful teachers I've had, and I'm trying to now push it back out again and um, give it to other people. Sometimes people ask me, where do you get your ideas? And I say, would you like some? <laughs> I have too much. I, I have to throw it. I'm never going to get through all these ideas. So, you know, that's what I'm trying to do is push the ideas on to new people who can finish them. And that's, uh, that's, that's the goal. Amazing. It's so cool. So, Rob, I want to let you know that we have people who are watching. We have Heidi who say, yeah. Heidi who is say, who? Rob. I, I would just throw all of those. Uh, Diane Mortier, who was watching from Vermont, and yeah, we have hooray for mentors. <laughs> Heidi is one of my one of my students uh, with uh, the pop up puppets. That's what's that's her her speciality. She took one of my workshops uh, at a puppetry festival. Uh, the pop up puppet is basically a gateway drug to puppetry. It's uh, it, the goal is here to be to make it its own form, like hand puppet, rod puppet, shadow puppet, but, you know, pop up puppet. And uh, it's uh, basically so that people can use it in education uh, for kids on the spectrum, uh, for uh, uh, librarians, uh, speech pathologists, storytellers, but also uh, to do fancy ones that you could actually do shows with. So this is a fancy pop up puppet. Let me and go bigger with that. Whoa. It's got wow. linkages. Yeah. So, so I'm working on a, I'm working on a book that's going to be um, the compendium of pop-up puppets, and uh, it'll have patterns and things like that, so that people can uh, make these same things and come up with their own designs. Sometimes I like to put something inside the mouth. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is a lot of talent yeah you have support also we have tim who say woohoo go rob and that's from mexico people are also watching here mm. and yeah we we you i feel you attract a, a lot of attention towards your talent and this is great but i want to hear you for those deep question of the puppet podcast oh yeah please yeah, deep deep question me but uh I'll shine a light, you know, and I'll I'll, I'll answer. Yeah, I'm not, I, I, I'm not saying nothing, Warden. I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> I want to hear you on on wh what makes the art of puppetry an art that you cherish. Oh, okay. This is a very good question. I like this question. It's uh, it's basically here's what it is. It's one art form that, in order to do it, you have to be able to be a master of at least five, six, seven other art forms. In other words, you can't even approach this unless you've got some other skills. It's going to take, it's going to take you a number of years. So you, when people ask you, what should you do to be a good puppeteer? The answer is everything. You should be able to do every kind of form that you can think of and somehow it will connect into puppetry. I can, uh, I can tell you that, you know, um, I, I met a, a, I was on a, a plane once and uh, the kid was crying in front of me and I went over the top of the seat like this with the puppet and it stopped him dead in his tracks. And then the stewardess said, come on up front, sir, chicken or fish. And so, I mean, I'm not in the airline industry, but I think that I probably wouldn't have gotten such good treatment if I hadn't have been a puppeteer. Uh, so, <laughs> so I think, you know, I didn't even know a guy who got out of a speeding ticket with one once. So, but um, 
That's it's just important to me that 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 people understand that it's it's not just a frivolous thing. It's not just for kids. Mm. There's it's a serious form. It takes years of study. Uh, just look at Bunraku, seven years to do feet, seven years to do the body, seven years. It's it's a, a commitment of time, energy, and uh and and skill. And uh when people say, Oh, you know, uh it takes talent to do that, the, the real talent is being able to survive for almost 60 years on macaroni and cheese and top ramen. If you can do that, then you can be a puppeteer. That's that's the only real requirement is you have to be able to live on, on the minimum uh, lifestyle. Yeah, peanut butter. Do you have a... It's basically, butter? it's like being in a monastery, you know, boom. You know, you're getting, you're hitting yourself in the head and, and that's, that's what you do. But, you know, you do it for your art because you have to. Yeah, and it's, it's so much talent that you, you show us. And I want to, yeah, hear you because it, it's kind of a good trick to, to always carry a puppet with you as you are a puppeteer because you can explain in, in vision what you, you do, right? That's right. I got a seat in a New York City subway once. I did like this. And, you know, if somebody is grouchy, you know, uh, they'll either smile at you or they'll get the heck out of your way. Either way you win. And, you know, the guy said, I'm, I'm not here. You know, so I sat, I, I got to sit in the subway. Uh, it, it's, it's a, a, a great, and, it, and no, when they work in every language, that's the other yeah. thing too. Besame, besame mucho. This one speaks Spanish. I don't speak Spanish, but he does speak Spanish. That's so great. We have I Karen and Drew. Spanish one. I didn't get any better at it. <laughs> yeah. Karen say, uh, uh, she, she talked about mustard sandwiches. So That will keep you from getting a cramp. <laughs> yeah. it's good for you my, one of my mentors Preston Hibbard told me that the perfect breakfast to have before you go out and do a puppet show is a frozen waffle toasted with some peanut butter and banana on top of it and that what you do is, is the banana and the protein and all that other stuff helps get you through the gig but the most important part of it is never listen to NPR while you're getting ready for a show because you just show up angry so just <laughs> avoid listening to politics while, you, while you're getting ready to do a show <laughs> That's good advice. Let's yes, just throw that he also, said, he also said the wisest thing I ever heard, which is, don't lose your head to save a minute. You need your head. Your brains are in it. Wow. This is poetry. I know. This is amazing. I want to hear you also on your definition. Every puppeteer defines the art form differently. So I feel, what is your own definition to define a puppet? A puppet is an object that imbues the illusion of life in whatever capacity it can can convey it so it doesn't matter what the object is if it can breathe if it can appear to be thinking if it can appear to uh, evoke an emotion then it is a puppet a perfect example of this if you haven't already seen this is burr telstrom's the berlin wall that was on this is a week that was Uh, back, just Google it on, on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, Bert Telstrom did a ballet with his hands where he did the, the wall coming up and he did the, the two people who were saying goodbye to each other and with the wall in, in the middle. And it, it will guarantee, it's guaranteed to make you cry. Uh, and it explains so much about human nature with his hands. Mm. He was a guy who did Kukla Fran and Ollie, but he, He had remarkable sensitivity. So I think that that's, that's really puppetry is if it can make you, if it can make you cry. I, I saw a show 
uh, Theater im Wind did a show called um, uh, oh, what is his name? The character's name? I, oh, uh, um, I'll think of it. But anyway, uh, he did. They did this show, and the character was so rigid it didn't have any facial expression and they were speaking in german but i was uh i was listening to the cadence and watching the thing move and i thought to myself i'm i mean i'm putting my performance on top of it uh is what i'm doing but it the object made me forget uh hmm. that it wasn't alive yeah. and uh and that's 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 when puppeteers say wow i i have to learn how to do that Yes, so amazing. That's true. And we have ID who just dropped the link, I think, of what you were talking about. Uh, oh, the name of the German show was Erman, H-E-R-M-A-N-N. And uh, he opened the show by frying an egg, where Erman was making an egg, and he fried an egg in the audience with, with the, the smell of the egg. And then he put it on a plate and he sat the puppet down and he took a fork full and then he had the puppet hold the fork up and he looked up at the puppeteer and the puppeteer ate the egg and said, Erman and I had a special relationship. <laughs> I love it. I love I, it. I just love that stuff. That's, that's what makes, that's what moves me about puppetry. When you forget it's an object. Yeah, and, and it's amazing how we we are a group of like-minded people as we we follow this podcast, but we have Judy who say that's true about people either avoiding you or coming straight over with your with puppets. It's so cool to bring so everyone and, bring puppets with you all days. Because you know what it does really is that the people who come over straight over to you, they're your people, and that's that's what you want to have. And the people who walk away from you you really don't want them there because there, there's something, there's something there, they have an issue and you have to deal with it. And I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a psychologist. I don't have a sign around my neck saying free advice, five cents. I don't, you know, I just, they have to work this out. Yeah. <laughs> you, you attract the good people. That's basically of it. And that's, and that's, what... that's kind of what it is to have a good life is, is to bring in the things that make you happy and, and avoid the things that make you unhappy. That's so true. And I want Rob some anecdote about um, your crush. I always love to hear the moment, the crush moment of pop. Okay. This is, this is, I have an actual origin, like a Marvel supervillain. I have a real, honest to God, uh, story that I know the day that I became a puppeteer. So this came in the mail for my, fi for my family. This was the, the uh, notice in the mail from uh, the Bill Baird Marionette Theater to my father at 2725 Sedgwick Avenue, uh, Bronx, New York. And I had no idea what was in store for me uh, at this, uh, but it was Winnie the Pooh. And my mother wrote down because she, she was a Virgo and she wrote everything down. Um, Uh, November 9th, 1960, wait, 1969, November 9th. That's the day I became a puppeteer. And how it happened was I saw the show, Winnie the Pooh. And at the end of the show, I refused to leave the theater. <laughs> I put my hands behind the seat back and I put my feet where it was bolted to the floor. And I told my parents, you, you might as well just go home because I'm not leaving. And they said, well, you know, we'll get you a grilled cheese sandwich. And I said, no, they'll feed me here. Don't worry about it. I, you can go on, mother. You can go on. For, I'm, I'm not leaving. And then the puppeteers came down looking for hats and jackets. And they saw me and they, they were, oh, look at the poor kid. He's got the bug. And then they made it worse. Would you like to see the backstage? 
yes, please. And so then my parents said, would you, would, should we come? With, no, no, you stay, you go to the lobby. He'll meet you there. So they took me up. I saw everything. It was amazing. Baird's theater was just remarkable. I actually walked out on the bridge and they they said, it was 14 feet from the ground. And he said, you know, Bill fell there a couple of weeks ago and that's why he's got a cane. And he was only the voice of Eeyore to, today and not actually performing Eeyore. And I was like, oh, thanks for telling me that now, you know, while I'm out on the bridge. Um, but anyway, uh, we went down to the lobby and I was going down the steps. Now, this is the part I have to explain to young people. When, when I was a kid, we weren't allowed to interrupt another adult. You had a, if it was an adult talking to another adult, you, you had to be quiet and wait for them to acknowledge you. And we didn't have self-esteem at all. It was not until the seventies we invented self-esteem. I think Alan Alda had something to do with it, but anyway, um, so I was standing there as I was coming down the steps, Baird was talking to another adult. He saw me out of the corner of his eye and he did this to the adult and he turned around and he got this close to my face and said, what'd you think? And that was it. I was done. <laughs> this is amazing. That's I told true. Peter Baird, I told Peter Baird it was his fault because he's the one who told me, I'm pretty sure he was the one who said, come backstage. And I said, you know how vampires make other vampires, Peter, this is what you did to me. So, <laughs> so that's my, my origin story. And I've been doing it ever since. This is amazing. And that's true that we can influence kids as a practitioner when we are on stage and we can, yeah, we, we when have I did my shows, When I did my shows, I'd bring kids backstage after the show every time, you know, and, uh, and, and I encourage, encourage them to put on the puppets and try them and, and, and see, because if, if they don't try, if they don't see what's going on, it's, it, they don't get the opportunity. I also talked to, uh, I used to do uh, junior achievement. I talked to kids in junior achievement and a couple of them would pull me aside and say, you're the first adult that ever told us that we could do what we love rather than do what we don't like to do in order to afford to do what we love, yeah. which is, you know, that's, the difference between, you know, a, a job and a calling. Yeah. Yeah. With a lot of passion. I have the same question than ID. How old, how old were you? At this I was time? seven years old. I was seven years old when I decided that I was going to be a puppeteer. And all the adults said to me, you cannot make any money doing that. And they were all correct. <laughs> But that wasn't my goal. Yeah, let's talk about goal as you drop this. Uh, I want sure. to hear you on, on your goal as a puppeteer. What, what was the goal? Well, here's the story. Now, this is going to sound like I'm, I'm being maudlin and I don't want you to be sad about this, but mm -hmm. I, I have Parkinson's, so I can't continue to do what I used to do forever. I have, yes. I have one hand that really works well and the other hand is not so great. And so what I'm doing now is I'm doing a legacy project where I'm creating all of the things that I've done over the years that people might have not seen or missed or, or, you know, ignored or whatever. I'm putting it all out there onto the web so that there's something, uh, uh, Dick Myers. I saw a show that Dick, uh, uh, was a Dick Myers show of like Cinderella that some young student, I can't think of his name right now. Sorry. I'm so sorry. because I know, I know you, uh, but I can't think of your name. And, uh, he put together, uh, a show from Dick Myers that had been pretty much, lost when he died. Uh, and so um, I love that idea. I love the idea of resurrecting shows that, that maybe didn't have a full run or didn't have a good opportunity. So there's that. And then I'm also trying to mentor people so that I can finish some of the projects that I want to do. 
uh, and see how that works out. And then the other thing is, is that I'm just basically trying to um, create uh, an opportunity for people to learn all of the things that I've learned uh, over the years. I had a, a proper apprenticeship with a French puppet troupe of uh, husband and wife and their children. Their children said, I don't want to do this anymore. And Roger, the, the husband, he was getting a little older. And so Nina and I, we teamed up and we're doing shows together. And it was a lot of improv. And I would throw terrible puns and she'd kick me in the butt from behind. She had both puppets up in the air and she'd still kick me in the butt. And, you know, I learned a lot. Um, but, uh, um, and and I have a very good French accent now because of it. So I can do, you know, because uh, she, uh, she would say, she would just say on the phone, uh, it is obesity in Beach Boulevard between Bowl and Cerritos. Bowl. Bowl in Beach Boulevard. Rob! Rob! And I'd come over and I'd, have, I'd say Beach Boulevard. Oh! oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's true. The accent. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a lot of accents. They did a show. They did a show once for kindergartners, and then they got a call about an hour and a half later that all the kids were speaking in French accents. <laughs> wow. they, they were all walking around and talking like you know. I love that. Yeah, the French accent is fun to do. I think in, oh, yeah. in English to talk English with this French accent, it, mm -hmm. uh, I I love it. Uh, yeah, we have people who, who, who react to all what you say. Like ah, yeah, Robin said it was a junior achievement. I think it yeah. was in your story, and and uh, yes, I, I would just drop this. But Heidi again dropped a link. Oh, the so Dick Myers I, puppetry project. That's lovely. Thank you, Heidi. Yeah, she's fast, fast with a finger. She's fast with the the typing and the keyboard and everything like that. I'm terrible. I'm like hunting peck one and you know, very good. Seth Schaefer, that's him. Thank you. <laughs> she's, I can be yeah. safely senile now because you people are covering up for me. That's good. Yeah, they are with you in the interview. I love that. Do you feel Rob the puppetry art is in an ascension right now, or Absolutely. is getting? Absolutely. And in fact, I will tell you that I believe that because of the web, we have weirdly become more disconnected from each other than ever before. We can't have a conversation with somebody and say, hello, nice day, because they look at you like, why are you talking to me? As a matter of fact, being a 60 year old man, if I talk to a group of people under 30, I, they think I'm here to roast them and eat them unless I say I'm on Instagram, then I'm okay. I'm fine. Uh, so, uh, so basically it has isolated us in one way, but in another way, it has made the global community come together in a way that, uh, we can actually explore puppetry's, uh, uh, uh primal roots. We were all shamans, uh, once we, uh, explained lightning to the village. We explained earthquakes to the village. We did it with masks and puppetry. And so the computer has made us, given us that power again to, um, to explain things. And, uh, and then if you want to look for where is the hope for the future coming from, look no further than Mr. Barnaby Dixon in, in, in England. This kid is amazing. He's doing completely new styles of puppetry. He's doing dance, this tribal looking stuff. It's it, look him up. He's got about a million and a half of uh, followers on YouTube. And uh, I, it might be this, the secret of what, where puppetry is going. It's, becoming intimate and video oriented. Yeah, that, that's so great. And it's funny how it's true that the web brings something new to the art form. 
I really I agree with you on this. It it makes us a it makes us a more of a global community because you know what you can t talk to a stranger and say, Oh, haven't you ever seen this? Yeah, the Berlin Wall was here, look, I will show you. And then you you're sitting there and you've got a guy sobbing that you know what that you didn't know five minutes ago. Or, you know, if somebody says I'm from the Czech Republic, you go, Oh, Hervinek and Spabel, and they go, Yeah, Hervinek and Spabel, and now you can look them up and say, you know, uh Kukla Fran and Ali, somebody from my generation. Yeah, we can watch uh, watch Kukla sing lemonade or something. It's there, it's all there and and uh we we have access to it um you know as long as the sun doesn't have a solar flare and burn out all the satellites but that's you know that's that's the science fiction mind working so <laughs> yeah yeah it's I do. Busy up here. <laughs> yeah and it's it's good because uh, people approve also uh, judy say rob you're bringing the truth so that's because i got a discount on it <laughs> I, I get it. There's a place down the street. You can get a, a big bag of truth for a dollar fifty. A wonderful mentor, say Tim. Also. Oh, Tim, you're gonna make me cry. I miss Mark so much. Mark was Mark was a very talented kid and he, he passed away just so young. And I miss him every day. Tim, mm -hmm. I really do. But you know what? This is why we're here. We're here to uh you know pat each other on the shoulders and say you know this is this is life so that's yeah. what that's what this is about yes and we have id bring a link so let's look at all of those links after the interview okay. so let's see uh uh just to go real quick i want to tell you about uh i make these pop-up puppet kits uh that i sell on on my etsy store planet of the puppets and it's uh, to make these pop-up puppets. And uh, I'm working on a movie for Heather Henson's Handmade Puppet Dreams with the talented um, Matthew McGee, who will be taking over the Pip and Squeak characters, who are my uh, my two signature characters. They're over, they're over there. That's Squeak. That's Pip. They're two little mice. And they're on my YouTube channel. They've got five of their shows on, on the YouTube channel. But this movie is going to be out on Amazon Prime on Handmade Puppet Dreams uh, sometime soon because we're still finishing up the final touches on it. But uh, it's, uh, it's uh, a wonderful opportunity to make these characters go from my generation to a younger generation and become web stars. And that's what I'm hoping for. So, And, yeah. and we might pitch a series too. Yeah. So. This is great. Uh, and um, yeah, let's bring one last question because I, I want you to also drop all your social media at the end because that's, that's the purpose of this podcast also. Uh, sure. I want, um, yeah, I want you to hear you where you see the puppetry art in 10 years. Well, I won't be here for that probably, but I think it, I think it's I think it's really moving in a good direction. Um, and what I think is going to have to happen is that we have to have the 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 national community and the international community are going to have to do a better job of talking to each other because mm -hmm. when I go to the puppetry festival, the national puppetry festivals, and I see all of my old friends and I see who's still walking around and I still, you know, we have wonderful stories to tell and exchange. And it, it just, it's my community. It's my people, the, the, these weird people who managed to get through life with this perspective that I have yes. too. And then you have the international aspect of it. You have uh, uh, Charlottesville, you have, uh, you know, and, and I can't get there. I can't get there to, uh, to um, 
uh, to the uh, Punch and Judy uh, festival where they're all uh, on May Day. They sit out there on the lawn and they do five Punch and Judy shows all on top of one another. And I desperately want to see that. So there has to be some sort of a program. Uh, back in the day, Bill Baird and Sergei Abratsov had an exchange program where Obratsov came to the United States and Baird went to Russia and that was in the height of the Cold War. And I have no idea what they had to go through to make that work. But whatever that was, whoever helped organize that, if there's a, a relative of that person who's still alive, they need to come in and work out a coordination to get American puppeteers over to overseas and, 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 and vice versa and, and cut through all the red tape and, uh, yeah. and get people to talk to each other in other languages. Then, then we'll have conquered the, the world peace issue, which is, we'll have laid the foundation. Yeah, I approve that. As like Unima is the oldest association of artists in the world. I think yep. we must like cut the ruben and, and make everyone connect. And we have approval also on, on, on that idea. Yeah, absolutely. My, Mr. Punch is from, the our first mention of Mr. Punch was 1662. 1662. So he's been around and he's, and he's a terrible guy. And yet, you know, uh, if, uh, we, we do understand him because we understand his archetype. And, uh, and people get to scold him and say, that's not the way to do things. And if we're not doing that now as a country, uh, we should be. We should be saying to those people who say that's the way to do it. No, it isn't new. See, don't listen to NPR before you do a show. Very bad idea. Very bad. <laughs> that's true. We, we must bring us like lightly and just do our, our purpose as puppeteers and artists uh, i want rob to ask you if you can bring stuff to the screen and also drop sure. all your social media because i know people want to reach you want to learn more of you yes i'm very big fan i like to do little puppets with foam and clothespins and this is the back of my head wow. uh, you know how fast it was going when it hit back of my head oh my goodness and then uh, Matthew McGee taught me a nice technique uh, of doing uh, foil and tape and uh, paper mache. So this is a little monkey that I'm working on. I do this mm. asymmetrical style of puppetry so that the, the face can change as he changes expression as he moves. And he's going to be a little monkey in a, in a tutu who's going to be sweeping up. I have a, a studio space at the Pike Place Market, and I live here and I work here. And uh, so there's people who go out, sit on the steps and eat lunch and they don't put away their trash. So I'm going to have him with a broom and have them have him cast a dirty look at them. And then uh, here's a little check puppet from a suitcase show I did called the Chicken Little Little Red Hen Barnyard Hoedown. And uh, it's a little uh, 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 oven clay uh, puppet. And this is about 15 years old or maybe 20. And um, I just like the little check style puppets. Mm. Um so, I mean, basically, I'd like to encourage you all in your puppetry to be innovative. Uh, don't uh, stick with one style. Experiment. Uh, use styles that work for the story and the context of the show. Uh, it's like um, art. You're, you use watercolors to be pastoral. You use uh, 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 acrylics to be sharp and strong and bold. And it's the same thing. Um, uh, there's a, a, a book by... Uh, Oh, uh, it was Paul Winchell's teacher, Gerald Magnin. Gerald Magnin wrote a book about uh, 
the styles of puppetry in regards to cubism, Dadaism, and so on and so forth. It's a really good read for those of you who have an art background or for those of you who don't have an art background and want to learn how it applies. It's a very good book. Uh, and uh, it makes you think about how what is an appropriate form of puppet for the story that you're trying to tell. So uh, mm. I think that that's an important lesson for us, too. Yes, yeah, so true. And Rob, if we want to reach you, see more oh. of your work, where we go and see and look yes. and Google. I, I, got, I got something here I prepared. Here's a crawl. Now, is this backwards or is this right side out? Uh, it, it's perfect. Let's let's go in solo. Yeah. Okay. I think it's a bit blurry. Oh wait, wait. Uh, no, that's that could be just me. That's blurry. That's my <laughs> yeah, it's it's maybe the resolution of the camera. We don't see everything. Maybe you you could. Uh, I can put it if you take a picture. I will put it below the interview also, so we can have all of those good link. Uh, okay. To to that. But uh, you are on Instagram. My email, my email is objet dark. See, that's a pun for those of you who understand that French is funny. Objet dark <laughs> at gmail.com. That's perfect. Thank you so much, Rob, for all of that passion that you just throw towards the internet. <laughs> And it's so great to have you. Thank God I was vaccinated because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm so passionate. I just people are just like with umbrellas, like, geez, get away in this guy. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, I would have to, to put you out of the screen, but stay in the virtual studio. We can chat a little after that. Okay. Thank And you. Rob, yeah, thank you again. Uh, it's it's so great to to have your. If talent. you're ever in Seattle, just come on. We'll we'll I'll give you the tour of the, the of the Pike Place Market. It's very uh, unusual. Yeah. Nine acres yeah. of complete craziness. Yes, let's put Seattle on on the road trip. <laughs> That's it. I love that idea. Yeah. Thank you so And, much. Congratulations on the baby. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Great. Thank you. It's another another hat to wear, the mom's hat. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rob. So so everyone say bye to Rob. Bye. Yeah, Yay. And thank you everyone for watching. I feel we we hit a lot of people on, on this uh, live. So we have IDU and, and Judy, everyone, thank you for your comment and be so active. I feel it, it's helped me in the interview and we, we, we are all together in this. So cool. So yeah, we have the bye, bye. So that's so cool that I feel we have an audience and it's, this is amazing. So yeah, everyone feel free to have a look to our Patreon community and to, to look at the book that just, we release as the podcast and and yeah stay in touch connect with other artists as we are able to to keep the hybrid stuff as we we keep like we we go out and shows our back uh on on the street on the road on stage so yeah and if you have any question feel free to write to us if you know people we must interview yeah just reach we are really uh talkable people So, yeah, I think that's the end. Yeah. And uh, we, I would say, stay tuned for another episode of the Puppet Podcast because we have many puppeteers to interview in many languages. So, yeah, have a good evening, everyone. Bye-bye.